0: Welcome to an experience far from others. others. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The Pinnacle of Sound Experience. Jacked and Canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave and hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves coming to you from the basement bar and the bedroom sponsored by no one jack and canned ah
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome to jacked and canned joined as
2: always by john Tasman. john how we doing tonight buddy doing good tonight brother we just finished up a sports roundtable episode And we teased talking some NBA. So I, myself, am very curious if that's going to be one of the topics tonight.
1: So, John, some of the topics we will be talking about tonight will, in fact, be the NBA playoffs. We will be talking about, whether you want it or not, another softball update. And, John, as always, we're going to be cracking a cold one with Colbs. But, John, before we get to any of these topics, have you noticed that Teslas are catching on fire?
2: No, I have not really. Is that the the recent thing that's going down?
1: Yeah, I was hoping you'd heard more about it in the news, but evidently Tesla or uh Teslas are just catching fire left and right. I um I guess like one a month, it's just blowing up. So I, I don't really know what to do with that information. Um
2: I think that's on you for buying something that's uh new in the industry. Holy crap, I'm just looking at this as well, and there is a ton of articles. You know, even going back to last year of all these <laughs> <Yeah>. Teslas just <laughs> randomly <laughs> catching on fire. But there's articles as recent of, as one day ago. So, wow. Dude, I'm a big fan of Teslas. Uh, I don't own one, but they seem really cool. And oh, they now- are. I mean, like when people make fun of
1: everybody, like when they say, oh, you must have one of those spaceship cars. You know, people used to do that, like getting into like a 2010 Sentra. Like it wasn't, you know, people would say it about stuff like that just because it didn't even have a CD player in it. And, you know, it was always kind of ridiculous. Then it was like, no, I just have a car that's newer than 1996. But when it comes to the Tesla, that's a spaceship car. That thing, they they drive themselves.
2: 100%. That is totally futuristic-like, ah, I mean, probably in our lifetime, Coles, these cars will be driving us around. Not meaning these cars. I don't want my car Tesla. to be smarter than I am. That's the problem. I, it's pretty much already there, dude. No, I,
1: no, I know. With those things, they are. So I, I don't want one of those. If they can come out with a version of that, that, you know, maybe it's still not running on gas, but it's also still a dumb car. Now, now I'm in. Now you got me talking about it. Now I'm like, you know what? It, it only features windshield wipers. Cool. I need those. See, that's what I'm looking for when I'm looking at an electric car. I don't want a car that all I got to do is input an address and just tell it to bring me home, and it will.
2: Like that. You think that's a good idea for me? I think that's the way that the Uber and Lyft's are going to be going. So I know that you catch a lot of Uber and Lyft, I've heard that, Lyft that rides. too.
1: I swear to God, if I order a ride to work one day and there's nobody driving it, it's just a car that shows up. I'm not getting in. I don't know. It's no. You kidding me? Like I'm just going to text Uber and be like, hey, I don't know why you sent this ghost, but I'm not getting in the car with this. Nobody.
2: Just jump in the driver's seat of the car. I was going to say, in all seriousness,
1: I'd probably jump into the driver's seat and just be like, no, I'm just driving myself. Okay. <laughs> like, it, it, we'll we'll figure this out. Maybe Maybe the Uber can bring itself home.
2: You a 50% discount for the ride because you actually have to do the manual. Yeah, I had to do, to
1: do the, the work, and also
2: I'm not tipping that car. Yeah, true. Actually, hey, you know what? There won't be any tips in the future when it comes to that. Well, Or, or, or will there? Will there? Is there going to be a personality for the car? Oh, dude, Coles, this is freaking Yeah.
1: out. Well, you know they're going to have it hooked up the ways where it's going to have all these different fun voices you can have as your
2: GPS. That is so true. Yeah, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, that car is so funny. Or like, that car sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there's going to
1: be half of people in America that get outraged when they get Tomas that's bringing you to work because he's got this British accent and sounds like he's a little bit pompous. Yeah. <laughs> I know you like your Tomas. I'm just saying that I have heard that not everybody loves Tomas the way that you do.
2: Very, yeah. Hey, dude, now I'm excited. Now I want this to happen to you.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess I should point it out to the audience. That was also a conversation I just had with Michelle. That wasn't me just calling John babe. I know that I have done that in the past, but I should probably point that out, considering that all of our viewership is really just listenship. You guys you guys listen to the show. You're just never here with us on YouTube, which is understandable
2: because we don't even broadcast. And we're doing this at any given time. Yeah. We're keeping you on your toes, ladies and gents. We're keeping you on your toes, but we do appreciate you tuning into the podcast. And if you do want to check out the YouTube channel, just type in Jack and Can. You'll see all the videos from the past. But Coles, that is an exciting topic, dude. I think I would jump into a self-driving car. I would be very nervous at first. But after a couple of trips, especially if I got to my destination safely, uh, I would 100% be okay with that idea just imagine how much that would open up the travel industry like airlines would not be nearly as busy because you could be like oh yeah how long is this ride okay 10 hours cool yeah i'm just gonna log on for work i'm gonna sit in the back seat i'm gonna get a full shift in and i'm gonna be in nashville tennessee drinking that's actually a good point john i never did consider that that's
1: that's efficiency at its finest Mm But when you said when you said air travel at first, I thought you were about to talk to me about self driving planes. I was going to say, for the love of God, get that shit out of my life. Like I don't even want to hear that topic.
2: (laughs) That one would definitely be
1: very very creepy. But do you imagine three hundred people stuffed into a small can floating in the air
2: and the the can just driving itself? Did you hear about the recent uh, event that ended up taking place where one of the pilots? Just ended up. I don't know exactly what ended up happening, passing out or whatever. But he was incapable of of flying. So this regular dude just ended up jumping in the cockpit, talking to (laughs) air control. (laughs) He (laughs) flied and landed the plane.
1: Wow! Yeah, I mean, did he did he have any pilot experience or none? Really? So this would just be like you or I jumping in there, and being like, "Don't worry, I got this." Depending yeah. on how many, depending on how many of those little rum and cokes they give me, <laughs> I, I, you might
2: be able to convince me I can land the plane.
0: <laughs> you
2: get a, you land the plane, you're gonna get a future job guaranteed. They'd be like, "Hey, you know what? That was pretty good." Yeah, we're gonna put you in the training. Yeah, but program.
1: see, that would be a problem for me because I don't like planes. So for me to have the amount of rum in me to fly the plane in the first place. I'd, I'd have to make that a prerequisite. Like, I'll only fly your planes if I'm hammered. So I don't think they would offer me a job.
2: When's the last time that you've been on a plane? Uh, let's see. That would be 15 years ago. And how was that experience? Because at that point in your life, you couldn't legally drink.
1: Uh, at that point in my life, I couldn't have cared less. I think I was watching a, uh, I think I was watching college women's softball. <laughs> So why the fear now? Uh, something happened when I was 18. I honestly, I like there wasn't a thing. There wasn't a specific thing that took place or actually it would have it actually. No, John, I take it back earlier than that. Uh, literally within about a year from the last time that I was on a plane because I noticed it when I was on a roller coaster and it was not even a year later. And I I knew going into it, I was like, I'm not okay with doing this. But I I never, like, there's not a thing. There wasn't an experience. It's not like I was on something that went awry. I just, I won't do it unless I'm driving it.
2: Fair enough. So when we go on tour, we're going to have to break Colts out of his uh, shell when it comes to planes, or he's going to have to be like, no, John hold up. Madden. excuse
1: me for a moment here, sir. What, what do you mean when
2: we go on tour? What, is yes. there a
1: Jack and can tour coming up or just going city to city
2: to what do this? No, we're going to do an elevated version of this. It's going to be very similar, similar to uh, Trailer Park Boys, like Leahy and Randy for the Jeep. <laughs> actually, we could probably pull
1: that off, John. Mm-hmm. We're both we're both good with a crowd. <laughs> that's that's actually a lucrative idea, John. We should just start touring around as a a twosome of people that just have fun with an audience. We don't have necessarily like a, a setup. We don't have a game plan. We just kind of go in there and improv for an hour.
2: To, that's what we do on the podcast episodes anyways. Well, that's so what I, you do. I actually write some shit out. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> I know NBA was one of those topics, so I'd like to go ahead and talk about that because, Coles, I am curious of what you think about what is going on with the Heat and Celtic series because I have that 50 cents bet on Miami to win, so I'm going to win the big bucks and overall $5, or if the Celtics end up winning and I'm a Celtics fan, that'll just make me happy. So either way, it's a win-win for me, Colv. so what the hell's going on? So coming out of game
1: three, uh, here here's the first part of this that I want to bring up, John. Do you remember after game one, I told you that the Heat lost three of the four quarters, but still won the game? Yes. So here's one thing that I found funny about that, by the way, I wrote that down on my own note-taking and then it turned out that everybody across like all the major networks were talking about that the next day. And I was like, damn it. Everybody's out here <laughs> stealing my take before I even got it out there. So yeah, I was a little bit disappointed in that. Well, I mean, I was kind of proud too. Cause I'm like, Oh, cool. So I did the same work that they did, but at the same time, you know, I was a little bit pissed off about it. So John, John, Out of game three, coming out of that, when Miami won game three, Mm -hmm. they had still only won three quarters (laughs) out of the 12 quarters played and had a two to one series lead. There was one quarter that was tied also, by the way, Mm -hmm. but Miami had a franchise playoff record with 19 steals in game three, and I am telling you everything that they did in game three was just phenomenal. They were knocking down shots left and right. And here's the funny thing about this, John, when we come to shooting is that it honestly wasn't like they shot that great. And by that, I mean, Boston had a better shooting percentage than Miami did that game. <laughs> Boston shot it at 48.6%, Miami at 467 From three point, Boston shot 37.5%, and Miami thought uh, shot 33.3. So Boston was actually shooting the ball more efficiently. Miami, just with all those turnovers, was able to take the game over. And, I mean, they had them wiped out by halftime. And then at that point, Jimmy Butler didn't even come back from the locker room after the halftime break because he had knee inflammation. And we started seeing some players dropping left and right. And granted, Game 3 of that was the most physical basketball game I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, and go ahead. Go ahead and watch the the 90s, whatever, Knicks Heat series or Whatever series that you think was really physical in the 90s that everybody is always going, oh, well, everybody today didn't play like they did in the 90s. They're all babies now. Even though I agree with a lot of those takes, go watch game three of the Miami Heat-Boston Celtics series from this year. Because I'm telling you, other than Bill Lambeer, nobody was out there doing that shit in the, in the 90s and the 80s Anytime in basketball since like maybe – you know, before our, even my memory goes back to with all my history footage, because those guys didn't hit each other a whole lot either. But it kind of looked like a hockey game, John. I'm telling you, people were legitimately checking each other to get to the ball. Like it was brutal out there. Uh, we're talking no pads, no helmets, no nothing, just full blown bodies, these seven footers and shit running into each other. It was really something to watch. Now, Jalen Brown. Boston did waste the great Jalen Brown game where he did put up 40. And I'm a Mm. little bit nervous for Boston in that regard. Granted, not that I want Boston to win this series, but when you get the 40 game out of uh, Jalen Brown, you kind of need that to be a victorious game, but it came in what was a Miami dominated game. Now, granted, Boston brought this thing back too. Boston actually had the lead down to one at one point late in the Mm. game. Because after Jimmy left, there wasn't really the same kind of Miami team on the floor, which makes me wonder if maybe we should reconsider if Jimmy Butler should have been higher in the MVP conversation, considering how poor they looked without him. But, John, some other takeaways that I got here is Bam. Bam Adebayo looked awesome. This dude came out there firing more than I have ever seen him do in a playoff game. Because one of the criticisms of Bam Adebayo is that he is typically – a little bit shy when it comes to playoff games. He's not a takeover guy. Granted, Bam, really, as far as I'm concerned, isn't even in the regular season. But specifically in the playoffs, he shrinks. Between games one and two, Bam had 16 points. He had 31 in game three. And he had, I think, 24 of that by the half. Like Bam was going nuts. He was just going ape shit on them. So... We saw Bam Adebayo do that. And my massive takeaway from game three is holy shit, Miami is the best defense in the NBA and it's not even close. And then game four happened. And uh, never mind anything I just said. <laughs> all of it. Just wipe it all away. It just apparently nobody knows how to analyze the series because it doesn't make any sense. So Boston won the game by 20 and they shot. From the field, not just from three, from the whole field, they only shot 39.7%. John, that is terrible. Like, that's not even, that's not okay. That is significantly below average. And Boston won the game by 20. Now, I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, well, this must have been because I was also playing softball for the first half of this game. So I didn't get to see the whole thing. And also, really, let's be honest, by halftime, I didn't really want to go watch the second half of the game. So I caught the highlight reel, and that was it. Now, I looked at the turnovers because I'm like, oh, well, this is probably the same thing because game one, Miami had a shitload of turnovers or that they caused anyway. They got a bunch of steals from Tatum and Brown. And then game two, it looked like Boston did the same thing to Miami. So I was like, okay, it's probably the same thing here, game three, game four. Nope, turnovers, nine to nine, even. And both low, by the way. So there wasn't a lot of turnovers. Nobody was making shots. And Boston, by the way, only shot 23 and a half percent from three that game. So that's like that's putrid. That's not bad. That that is unacceptable. That's like the shit that gets you fired as a head coach when your team <laughs> shoots 23.5% in a playoff game. So I don't know exactly where it is that Boston really pulled this out, outside of the fact that from the beginning of this game. The Celtics started up 21 to four Miami through the first eight minutes of this game. John had one point. They had one point and then it was, it was 21 to four at one point. And the massive other discrepancy that I could bring up is free throws. So we saw that Miami went eight for 14 from the line, which isn't really good, but more or less that's only 14 free throw attempts. Boston was 32 for 38. So they got to the line, and they did their work, and honestly, it kind of makes sense because I felt like every time that I was watching that game when it was happening live, uh, it did just look like Boston was at the free throw line. So that's what I pulled out of game four from that series, and now we're in game five, and last I turned around, it was 42-37 Miami at the half. Obviously, I'm pulling for my heat, pulling for the boys, pulling for the boys there in Miami. John? You feeling the heat? I'm feeling the heat. You got 50 cents on the heat. You're feeling the heat. I'm feeling the Bleep heat. Believe your I was, Celtics.
2: I was so, feeling them for a little while there, especially a couple, uh, like a month and a half ago, dude. And it's a tight game right now. As we sit, it's in the third quarter, five minutes and 42 seconds remaining. It's 52 to 51. So it looks like a pretty tight game. Yes. I can't wait to watch the end of this. John, <laughs> do you want my expert analysis on the Dallas
1: Golden State series? Yes, please. Uh, my expert analysis is nobody gives a shit. The Warriors are going to win.
2: Are they winning this very next game right here? Is yeah, they're going to
1: they're going to win Game Five. They're going to be in the NBA Finals once again. And I'm going to root for even if Boston does beat Miami. Like I, I'm not somebody who's going to hate Boston for beating Miami. If that is the case, I will be rooting for the winner of this series taking place right now against the winner of the West because Dallas, honestly, isn't that interesting to me. I I love Luca, but they're not a very interesting team. And I will actively root against Golden State whenever the opportunity presents
2: itself. Why is that?
1: Well, because Steph Curry annoys the living shit out of me. I hate him. I hate what he does with his mouth guard. Um, I've got a particular nickname for him that I don't really want to talk about on this show, Uh, but I very much dislike Steph Curry. Um, I'm actually fine with Clay Thompson. Draymond Green can get under my skin a little, but I, I and I respect all of these guys, but I don't like them. Except for Clay. I'm actually pretty good with Clay.
2: Hey, fair enough. Stefan Kerberry. Like Stefan Marberry. Stefan Kerberry. Never um, mind. Okay, you're. Di- wow. <laughs> Do we have a loser game show
1: sound we could play? What the hell was that?
2: <laughs> ladies and gents, cracking a cold with Colb's coming up next.
1: <laughs> Sticking around. Welcome back, and now it's time for cracking a cold one with Colb's. Ah, ladies. And gentlemen, welcome back to Cracking a Cold One with Colds. This is the segment where I drink a beer and John tells the audience something he finds fun, interesting, or otherwise. John, what do you have for the audience tonight while I consume this lovely Chill
2: Jams course Light? Hey, hey, oh, that one says Chill Jams. Okay, cool. The other one said Chill Dude or whatever the hell it said. I can't remember exactly what it was. Vibes. Chill Vibes. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like core's marketing. So something unusual, random, or otherwise. Today's definitely going to be one of those otherwise segments. Colb's, it's a sad day for me. The MacBook Pro now that I bought in 2017, it's getting a little bit older. And the battery life does not last nearly as long. So you always see me ducking out of here, trying to plug in my computer really fast and lower my brightness just so I can have just enough juice to finish recording. So Colb's. It makes me sad when electronics get a little bit older, which brings me into this. I walked into a GameStop the other day. Dude, what a freaking flashback that was. Seeing some of the old school games that they had in their inventory. I'm like, man, this brings me back. I'm not talking about Xbox One. They have all like all those retro games. And I'm like, all right, well, good on GameStop's marketing team to even have those available. For like people like our age that would maybe purchase something like that, yeah, dude, I play. play
1: Sonic the Hedgehog too. Sometimes it, it came out a year after we were born.
2: I didn't think about it that way. I used to be obsessed with Donkey Kong. Yeah, that that was all nineties. So, shout out to GameStop for bringing back some of those retro games. So, if you haven't been in a GameStop in a long time. And you're like a weird gamer where you don't really game like me. You just buy games because you think they look cool. Go into a game so, Cole's. I ended up buying a rechargeable battery pack for five ninety nine because I'm like, oh yeah, well you know I'm always use regular batteries. I'm like, you know maybe I could go ahead and use one of these. I came back home. I already had three of those brand new in a box that I've never opened. <laughs> so right now, currently I have these, I think one of them's a two pack. I think I have four battery pack or four rechargeable battery packs, dude, and never opened any of them over. I don't know. When did the Xbox one come out? 2013, 14, 15, 16. I don't even remember what year this thing came out. Holy frig. Now I have to find out. What year would you say the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 came out? 2014. Let me say 2015. Wow. November 22nd, 2013. Oh, wow. wow. How about that? That's a flashback in time right there. Okay, and the PlayStation 4 release date, November 15th, 2013. Now we're up to the PlayStation 5, right? Yes. PlayStation 5 release date, November 12th of 2020. Now, I still have yet to see even the graphics on a new PlayStation. I'm going to be
1: honest with you. It doesn't look much different. My my one buddy that has a Tesla obviously also has a PS5, Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I have played on a PS5. It, It looks to me just like a PS4, and I just don't have the heart to tell him.
2: Is it is it pretty much like identical graphics for real? I, I can't tell the difference, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, like I I was that's how that's how I ended up getting the the UFC four game that I play all the time because I had been playing it with him on his PS five and I was like yeah probably won't look as cool <laughs> put it up there only like, it looks this looks identical <laughs> it did
2: not look any different at all what did the PS five do because <laughs> typically you could tell each generation. And how different they oh, are yeah. from if, a graphic if, if you get like an Xbox
1: and then an Xbox 360, you're going to see the difference. Yeah. And then if you look at it on the Xbox One, you're going to be like, holy shit, look at that. Yeah, no, this one, which by the way, it, is the Xbox, are they just going to make the next one the Xbox 2? Because isn't that, like, isn't this kind of counterintuitive at this point?
2: I you like already the had that you're 360.
1: Thinking. You should have gone 361 and 362.
2: You know, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Are we going to get real radical and wild with it where they're going to start? Uh, what was that famous move that Tony Hawk did? The 980? What was it? 1080. The 1080. Is it going to be the Xbox 1080? <laughs>
1: they're just going to be doing this in features of rotations? Yes, right? yes. Honestly. <laughs> Seriously. I can Your see Xbox is actually just
2: going to be a fucking Frisbee? Yeah, dude. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, that might be part of the game. You get mad at the council, you <laughs> throw it across the room, and it's going to be like a boomerang and come back to you. It's going to be real life, a real-life toy at that point.
1: All right, John, you ready for <laughs> cracking a cold one?
2: Oh, let us know.
1: All right, John, cracking a cold one tonight, light bulbs. John, do you remember once upon a time when you could go into your local hardware store or even perhaps, say, a Target, and you could just go and you said, hey, you know what? I like 60 watt. It's not too bright. It's not, not too low, not too dim. You just go get a light bulb, right? Well, occasionally, you know, you had advancements because you had different light bulbs for different light fixtures, which is understandable. An outdoor fixture is going to generally have a larger, more durable light bulb. I understand that. Why the hell now do light bulbs have like three different color modes all of them are dimmable to some extent depending on the fixture that you get none of them work the way that the traditional light bulb works i actually went to go buy light bulbs uh, not all that long ago and with all the options presented in front of me i didn't know what the hell to do i said well i just want the classic light bulb where is that where can i find that can't be found i don't know what the classic light bulb is anymore because we have this, there, there's this thing that's called a relax light. <laughs> yep. And with relax, I it looks super yellow compared to the other ones. But I don't know if that's what I've been using my whole life. So then I go and I look and there's clearly one that is just incredibly bright. Like it looks like it's going to, you're going to walk into the heavens every time you turn on your lights. Call I don't that one want the stress that. bulb. Yeah, that that one's going to freak me out. I'm going to think I died every time that I turn it on. So I don't want that one. And then there's one that looks like it's like a generally clear light, but I'm like, well, if I've been having like a yellow light my whole life, then I don't want to mix it up. I don't want to be freaked out by this. So I I, I didn't know what to do. I, I To be honest with you, John, I'm not even sure what I grabbed. Dude. I, I'm not sure. And
2: I've been using the bulbs for months. you know what's funny? Is uh, the same kind of thought ran through my head not too long ago. I was looking at a, a light bulb that like changes colors and it can play music. Why? You know?
1: Why does my light bulb need to do any of that? Why yeah. can't I just have a classic light bulb?
2: And there's an app that controls the different colors that it'll change up and it can strobe and it'll flash. It'll do all this crazy oh, stuff.
1: Everything's remote control now. Like I have everything that I can hardwired to some extent because that's something I know I can trust. I can believe in it. I don't have to sit here and, Worry about two different components of things not working. Because keep in mind, too, for all of you remote users, if your remote breaks, you still can't use your thing because it doesn't have the hardwire. Like, it's just... I don't understand this. Why can't we just have the option to have the things that we've had for the last 30 years? I understand that some people want to move along and they want to become better and more grown into the people that this society has changed into where we have evolved and we have made really cool shit. I get it. But there's some people like me that don't want to do that. I just want to do what I've been doing
2: for 30 years. Please let me. In in just a little sneak peek in Cove's life, Coves doesn't like online banking. He doesn't like all these. No,
1: I'm little... good with online banking, but
2: I don't use Venmo. <laughs> there you go. I don't use any of those apps.
1: No, get out of here. <laughs> I don't need more places where people can steal my money.
2: True, true. That That is a good point because that's unfortunately what a lot of that market is now. Anyways, no, but, I'm not doing that. Yeah, you want money for me? Come ask me for it. I'll go I'll go to the ATM or the bank myself and I'll take out the cash. Well, a little insider information here. Uh for those of you that might be new listeners, Michelle always decorates the house where where Coles is at.
1: Yeah, the Christmas tree is still literally right there. Like I, right now I'm touching a Christmas tree fixture. Well, Christmas in July. It needs to be down by then. <laughs> no, there, there's something there, There's something to the magic. No, John, there, there's, there's a piece of magic that comes up when you put the Christmas tree back up, so I can't have it here year-round or else I, and I'm not going to care about it at Christmas time. I want to care about it at Christmas time. It actually does mean something to me when it goes up at Christmas time. It's really cool. It's something that I'm into for a month. So it does need to come down. It needs to have some months away. I'm okay with it still being here right now. Even though, as I'm looking at it, it's clearly still a St. Patty's Day Christmas tree. So
2: because it's a seasonal Christmas tree, it's a new trend.
1: Right, right, and I understand that, but the 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 season's going to have to take an end, and it did last year. I have full faith it will this year. I think we took it down around Fourth of July last year. I hope that it lingers on. No, oh, what you want to steal my Christmas magic? You don't want me to feel magical for Christmas time? What, you want me to go on the sleigh ride with you where we drive around to all of our friends' houses, but I'm just miserable because I'm like, no, there was no magic this year. Right? Everybody just gets a middle finger. I pull
2: it out of a bag. Everybody gets the bird. (laughs) Everybody gets the legit bird. Dude, that is, uh, I don't know. I'm here for the Christmas tree, staying up all year. But what I was going to say with that is, Michelle decorates the house. Now, talking about the light bulb, Thing there, you could always just use one of those Halloween lights and just use orange light in this room and a red light in the I other room. Say,
1: I think the only bulbs we have are just straight red, and they also do like a flashing thing it yeah. like it it actually bothered her she was like no we're not doing this because <laughs> i saw it and i was like hell no but i'm not gonna say anything and then after about a day she was like okay yeah you know what this is terrible i'm like thank
2: god i could just picture <laughs> you having a red light bulb in and a neighbor or somebody looking inside your window and just seeing a reflection of you two in there and they're like Yeah, I don't know what's up with those guys. They got this like weird red light, and it looks like he's murdering her. Every
1: room is a red room.
2: (laughs) It's the red light district, baby. Red light district. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) So, John, you ready for a softball update? Dude, I know that you had to forfeit, right? Well, so that was last week, but we're on to a new week now, sir. Oh, all right. How are we looking?
1: All right, John. So... We we played a game and it was not against the worst team in the league. So we had to uh we had to deal with that. We okay. weren't gonna get the easy win. So we uh we played and John, I am proud to say we are now a one and two team. Hey, what was the score? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 17-16. We won with a walk-off. Uh, granted, this was um this was against a team that was very wildly fluctuating in their age. Like there there were kids on there that were clearly not even 21 and there were people on that team that were also in their 60s. Like that that was a that was different because usually you'll see like maybe there's one old guy playing with a bunch of kids or maybe there's you know a few kids with a group of old guys. No no no. This was a full-blown mixture. It was like maybe five old guys and seven kids. Okay. It it was pretty tight. So the way that we ended up winning this game, oddly enough, was that one of our batters who was playing leadoff for us that night because my buddy Nate couldn't make it to the game. Our guy that was doing leadoff, he had two guys on base. He knocked one for a pretty nice shot single, and we decided to uh, to bring the guys around the bag there. And the kid that ended up throwing this thing in, they had strong arms, these kids did. But the accuracy wasn't great. This kid threw, actually threw the ball out of play. <laughs> he found a way to throw it past the fence entirely. And the one little gap where there is a gap in the fence, he threw it to essentially where you would imagine like our bench area to be. Okay. So technically, we won off that. However, I'm pretty confident that the run would have scored anyway. Um, even if the throw was dead on point, I think that that run was coming in. And also it's not like there were two outs and there still would have been a man at third. So I, we, we definitely got a fair win there. Uh, but I do find it kind of funny that we technically won via a throw that went out of play. So John, I will talk to you about my performance. I did get my first hit. Um, it was a two RBI double. Um, yeah, uh, apparently. Uh, now, granted, John, and I swear I'm, I'm actually thinking about this right now. I had my hair gelled rather than having a hat on. I usually come out and wash my hair and put my hat on. But then when I bat, because the umpires tell you you can't have it backwards, I turn it like this, and I'm wondering if there's not something with the sight line that's messing me up. Because without the hat for one game, I was putting the ball right where I wanted it. It was just beautiful. That now my first at bat, John. I'm kind of pissed off, right? I had this beautiful liner to left, and this dude just played me perfectly to where he had to take like three steps to get to where it landed. I'm like, there, there is no way. Like he must have played like dead ass, just where my ball was going because that thing was so low to the ground that you just had to be there for it. It was. Just perfect, looped right over third and just dove. And the dude was there. So that was my first at bat. My second one was my my two RBI double. I sent that thing about the same way, just I sent it right into the gap between left and left center. And uh that one obviously with two RBIs brought two home. I got the second. I ended up getting a score there, which was pretty cool. My third at bat, I took a walk. It was a very patient walk, by the way, because the first pitch came in was called strike, and then I took three balls after that just because none of them were strikes. I was like, okay, nope, I'm not swinging at that. Nope, not swinging at that. And then my last one, I did have kind of a shitty pop out to right center, but you know what? I sent it deep enough that I was at least happy with it. I'm like, I didn't just launch one off the side of the bat or something dumb, so I was okay with it. And, uh, yeah, Uh, with that said, John, we are now at a place of being one and two. We don't have a game this coming Monday, which I'm a little bit disappointed about. But we do have, uh, well, we got games on Friday next week, but I won't be able to make them because I'll be at work. But two weeks from now, we will have a new softball update. There will not be one next week because I can't really talk that much about a game that I'm not going to even be
2: at. Fair enough, Copes. Well, I'm happy that you got the dinger double. We'll call it that.
1: Oh, Um, John, it felt so good. I'm literally sitting there. I was like, I haven't had a hit all damn season. Like, after my first at bat, the one that was an awesome shot that got lined out, I was like, I haven't had a hit yet this season. And Coach Kenny's like, really? This is our third game. I'm like, yeah, I, Kenny, I know. Like, I have not gotten a hit yet. And, yeah, I, I swung the bat well. I was very proud of myself. And luckily, I got the catch again, too. No, I'm telling you, keep bringing guys that want to play the outfield to my team. I just want to sit behind the plate. Hell,
2: yeah. That seems like a good good position for you, man. It, what are you hitting on this season? Like .38? <laughs> no, no. I mean,
1: in all seriousness, because I've walked a few times. Um, Maybe 100? No, 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 no. Um but I honestly I'd say that I'm probably one for five or six. So I mean it, it's low. Oh, okay. All right. But we're we're not talking like incredibly low. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz obviously walks don't count against the percentage or they don't count at all towards the percentage for for hitting or for batting percentage anyway. So I I'd say I'm probably just under, you know, the the 0.2 line, but you know we're we're hanging in there. We're we're gonna get it going.
2: We're gonna be making a documentary about you, just like the uh, major league movies. We're gonna be calling you Colby Vaughn, Ricky Vaughn. Dude, I'm actually leader, pissed
1: that we're not playing next week too, because in all seriousness, after that game, I just want to bat in my hands again as quick as I can get one in my hands, because I, I want to keep taking some swings. It felt right. Everything felt right, and I just want to keep that momentum going.
2: Let so me now. Ask I gotta you. wait. Because I've only played in literally, I don't know, maybe three softball games. And I used to play, um, you know, the hardball and everything in high school and uh, earlier ages. Now, when it would rain, it would pretty much delay it and cancel it almost indefinitely. How is that? with softball do the guys just go around just start ripping open a couple of beers and it's like oh hey, yeah it's give it an hour and a half maybe oh two no, hours no no later. no they'll they'll cancel the games and tell you
1: no we're not playing them this week so usually they'll do that the second it starts raining so like last week when our game got rained out it was as soon as the skies open up um goes okay game <laughs> and, <laughs> okay all and right. we laughed literally and that fast yeah yeah yeah, it, it takes nothing. So that's that's kind of it, you know, it's it's kind of a double edged sword because there, there are times like last week it actually did make sense to call it because like the whole infield just became a mud pit at that point. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't have made sense playing it. But there are times when there will be a light drizzle like at eleven AM and they'll still call the game at you know for six o'clock when it hasn't rained since noon. And they'll be like, ah, well, we couldn't get a crew out there. And it's like, it didn't even rain enough to make the dirt wet. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why are we canceling this damn game? Like, all all we want to do today is play softball. And we can't play because the league... I don't know what the league even thinks is going on there. Like, they clearly don't drive to the field and see what's happening. Because there's been times... I live, John, I can walk to the field in less than 20 minutes... It's it's about um, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say it's something like hey, it's about a mile away, and <laughs> i I will be sitting here at home, and I look outside, and like my deck's not even wet, my back patio there it's it's not even wet. It like the rain's already dried up, and that's that's a patio, it's a deck, it's not
2: it's not a softball infield, which drives even quicker because it's just dirt. You're going to have to be the groundskeeper. All right. And that actually sounds like a really good idea for a short TV series, kind of like how Brockmeyer was, and which I still yeah, would we'll Just call it the groundskeeper. Yeah. The groundskeeper. And it's just going to be about a dude just going out there, just slamming beers, just getting the field ready. Everything from elementary school to men's softball league to major league professional. Yeah. Baseball I like game. the idea
1: of that. And then I take off like the, the work vest and I just put on my my uh my hat yes and then i'm i'm just ready to play softball on the same yes. field that i just kept up yeah yes. <laughs> i'm out so, there mowing the lawn and everything too
2: yeah just the the like the most bizarre equipment like literally like the old school push mowers not no gas, oh yeah
1: yeah not even yeah not even the motor ones we're talking the old old <laughs> ones nate's got a couple
2: of those I could borrow one yeah those look dangerous as hell so just keep your fingers your phalanges away from all of those <laughs> I'm gonna employees. use one of those as a bat next game you got a damn good shot at ripping up that ball. I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> so you, don't John, know if you
2: got a real good shot at. Oh, cool. So we got another topic before we close it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, we had a super short round table, so we got a little bit of time here. Yeah. John, I wanted to talk a little bit about Friday night, buddy. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> John and I got to go to together. Um, for the audience that obviously doesn't know, me and John got together at the uh, Hungry Tiger in Manchester, and we got to see The Leftovers, which is the... I, I'll go ahead and say it. I think they might be the best local band that uh, that I've ever seen. Nice. Granted, cool. I've seen them multiple times at this point, but they are just really cool, and they, they put on a hell of a show, dude. They do. Like, we, we had a blast, and I got to say, man, like, I... I wish that this audience for any of you that listen to the show and don't know John like you're going to have to you're going to have to meet us at one of these bars sometime when we announce that we're going somewhere because I promise you John and I are totally fine with anybody coming to go say hi to us. Like we're we're not going to be the people that are big shots being like no 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 hey get out of here. Oh yeah, nice to meet you. No no no. C- come hang out. It'll be cool. Until there's like, you know, if there ends up being a whole shitload of you, then, well, that's going to be a little bit different. I'll be honest. I don't think that's going to be the case because the amount of people that listen to the show, even if they all came at one time, I feel like it would just be a nice party. Yeah. So, John John has this captivating presence to where, A the band noticed John the same time that John saw the band for the first time. And they were pointing at John while John's pointing at the band. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) there they are. And they're clearly pointing to each other. Hey, there's that dude. Yeah. (laughs) They, they love you. And John's ability to take over a crowd just by being himself and being fun is something that anybody that doesn't actually get to see it like I do you have to come see what it looks like physically because he works a crowd without it. John had the microphone for two seconds because the band obviously had him come up stage and say something. What did you even do? Did you announce that they were coming back to the stage or what was it? (laughs) <laughs> like they had you do something like dumb real quick, but you you crushed it. And the way that Dan I just was, I gave,
2: again. I was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, let's make some noise for the owner of this place right now." Don holding down the party zone. That's right. And I'm like, you gave a shout out noise to the owner, for the
1: <laughs> So John, John got to go up on stage for a second and do that. Which obviously you're going to give John a microphone whenever you can, because why wouldn't you? But then just even the way that John's working the crowd by just dancing in the middle of everybody and the way he moves, because John, John dances like a cartoon character, but like one that you fall fall in love with immediately. You're just like, this is the best cartoon I've ever watched in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And John, John had the attention of everybody in that bar, even more so than the band. And it's it's just something that I swear to God, everybody's got to see at some point in their life or else they haven't lived their life.
2: Well, thank you, Colts. And you were holding it down too. Don't, don't, don't be saying that. I,
1: I I had the best experience of my life where a girl took the time to ask me if I was single. And even though I, I I did the, you know, the good, the good boy thing. And I was like, no, I got a girlfriend. I felt so happy that somebody even asked. I was like, you know what? I, I don't get that question much anymore. I was so proud of myself. I was just sitting there with a smug-ass smile on my face for the rest of the night. It's like,
2: ha, there is somebody here that's attracted to me. Hell yeah, dude. It's a fun time. <laughs> because when you're dancing and when you're vibing, just like the chorus can says, cool vibes, jams. man. Chill Oh, yeah, the other vibes. one says
1: vibes. This one still says jams.
2: It chill jams. It was chill jams that night. It was cool vibes. But seriously, though, everyone, you do have to come out. We got to plan some sort of another meetup, especially with the guys at Breaking Out. The tape. We got
1: to plan like anything at all, because I we, guarantee we people would come watch our show with us when we do it live. If we just simply could promote a time, but we never can because we never align on anything. And we'll say like, hey, yeah, let's get together at seven. And then it'll be like 735 by the time we actually start up. I know if we could ever. And that's not just on you. That's on me, too. If we could ever nail down anything and just stick to it, you know, like, for example, our friends, Zach and Hector, who are always out there pre promoting that their show is going to be on and, you know, whatever specific time. True. We could probably get some of our listeners to come hang
2: out with us, even just doing this. Coles, I think on that note, that's a good way to go ahead and end this episode. (laughs) Cheers to you, the (laughs) listeners, for dealing on
1: realizing that we should do better, but we probably still
2: won't. Cheers to you, the listeners, for dealing (laughs) with our ridiculousness of not setting times, of releasing episodes whenever the hell we want. Sometimes early in the week, sometimes late in the week, sometimes Sometimes two at
1: once. Sometimes you get them, you know, five days apart. <laughs> yeah,
2: so this is to you, the fans. All Thank right, you. Hold
1: up. Before we're going to cheers the fans, let me at least get in here with this.
2: Cheers to the
1: fans. As there the course can says, is. cool right, vibes. Let's, let's vibes. Rip them back and end this thing.
0: This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Canned. Presented by no one.